surround yourself with people who have been there, who have done it, and and just you know use them as a as a sounding board. Right? It comes back to the, the idea of mentorship. You ask questions, spend the time to say, hey, like, is this something that um, you know that is this an idea that's worth pursuing? You know, when I get to Canada, as an example, like, what sort of things do I have to look at? What are the pitfalls? What should I be? What should I look out for? I think what you what people find is sometimes they're they're maybe apprehensive to say, you know, let me, you know, should I reach out to somebody to talk about this? That's something that I would strongly encourage. Welcome to another enlightening episode of the Fresh Start Podcast, where we explore the stories, experiences, and journeys of successful individuals. Join me, David Ojenka, as we delve into the stories and journeys of real people, sharing success principles and providing actionable strategies for newcomers to thrive. Get ready to be inspired and equipped with the tools to succeed. Today, we continue our conversation with Naren Balakrishna on how to access funding for your startup. If you missed part one, be sure to catch up before diving into this episode for optimal understanding. Now, let's dive right into part two of how to access funding for your startup with Naren Balakrishnan. Now, speaking of immigrants, every immigrant um, faces challenges and roadblocks. I know you've touched a little bit about some of the challenges that your your dad faced. If you can go into more details, what are some of the major challenges you have faced as both an immigrant and working in this space with entrepreneurs? And how did you overcome these challenges? Yeah, I mean, I can I can even attest to that through um, a lot of the companies that I deal with um, do see this issue. So we we have companies, for example, that um, individuals that have just come to Canada and are trying to establish companies. So one of the other areas that I'm involved with actually is with a couple of groups we do uh, support through the startup visa program. So David, so what happens is, um, uh, you know, companies have their uh, individuals have their companies in other countries and they're looking to come to Canada. Uh, and so I've sort of firsthand seen a lot of the challenges and the one area that I help with is really the funding side. So one, one area is, you know, companies are uh, coming to Canada, what sort of funding opportunities are there when they land here? But I think beyond, so from an entrepreneurial perspective, that's, that's a big one. The other one that I often hear, I mean, is just even getting settled, I guess, the legal, you know, this the immigration system itself. You know, I know in, in the pandemic, the last couple of years, a lot of what I've been hearing is there have been, you know, delays and things like that, just in terms of processing uh, visa. And we're hoping, you know, things like that come back, come back to normal. But I think that's a big one, obviously, just even getting settled here, um, you know, and, and transitioning and, and the requirements to do that are a big one. The legal implications, so just um, obviously, you know, coming to another country to, to have your country, you know, to get your company set up and things like that. There's incorporation type issues so one of the things i guess you know i talked about funding programs um the programs that i help with are designed for for canadian companies so one of the considerations when a company is coming from overseas to establish operations here is are they going to be set up as an independent what we call a canadian controlled corporation or are they going to be a subsidiary of the the existing company that they had overseas and that has implications as well, because there's many more benefits to a company being entirely Canadian and separate from an international entity. So there's legal implications on how do you set up your company. Um, so I sort of, 
you know, indirectly sort of lived this through the companies that I help with the startup visa program and also a lot of my clients. I had a client actually recently that uh, was in Canada, but they hadn't, they didn't have their PR as an example, right? And so we were just, it was almost like a mentorship. We were working with them before we could actually work with them because um, they had to have a certain status before their company became what we call a Canadian controlled private corporation. And then we were really able to help them. So we sort of saw firsthand some of those challenges, you know, working closely with their, you know, their, um, their legal side and things like that, just to make sure things are done the proper way. But I think there's definitely a lot of challenges that I see companies see uh, face from a sort of uh, an immigration perspective when they when they're coming to establish in Canada, and, and I think this is where having um, mentorship. So again, I'm fortunate to be able to help companies again from a from a sort of tax accounting funding perspective when they're coming here. But having mentors in those other areas, you know, whether it's you know from a from a banking perspective, legal perspective, even immigration, having the right supports, uh, I think is critical. Um, and I think. Um, you know, and I think I've definitely seen some of the challenges that they face. So. You're right. You know, um, it takes a village, it takes a strong community to get a lot of immigrants back on their feet, um, settling down and also navigating their journey. And thank you for contributing in one way, shape or form to um, the success of a lot of immigrants. Now, let's talk about failure. Because people look at people like you and they say, mm, maybe he's a perfect human being. Um, he has never made a mistake before. Can you tell us a story about a personal failure or mistake you made? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, I would say that uh, you know, if anybody thinks that way, that's that's not true. And I think, I think one of the things with, with failure is uh, it kind of, you know, it kind of, you learn from it, right? At the end of the day, I think one of the important things about making mistakes in general is you, you learn from that and you take that with you to, the, to something else that you're doing later on in life. And so, yeah, I mean, from a, I guess a personal um, failure perspective, uh, I'm just trying to think uh, of an example. So yeah, I think, you know, early on in my, um, in my career, uh, I remember coming into my first uh, software development job uh, I think one, one of the early pieces of um, uh, something I was tasked with, um, I, I think I missed the deadline um, by a couple of weeks. Like it was just something that uh, I was really kind of struggling with, um, you know, and I, and it was, you know, obviously trying to, you know, get this, uh, get this thing out the door. And for whatever reason, you know, there was challenges. I don't know if it was um, just things that I wasn't, didn't know how to do. Uh, things and, and I sort of it was early on in my career so I think there was also a bit of apprehension on my side just to say hey like should I go and ask about this you know should I go talk to somebody about this um, thing that I'm working on that's not working instead I think I took the route of you know let me just try to plug away and figure this out on my own and, and it didn't go so well um, and and I and I kind of vividly remember that you know there's these kind of moments that stand out in your, in your life and your career and and I think that was a, you know, something that stood out to me. Um, you know, maybe it's part of the driver for where I ended up. And, you know, maybe that wasn't the right uh, kind of career path for me. But I think I think I learned from that. Like that, that was a failure. And I think I think the thing I learned from that was just, you know, it's kind of like what we're talking about today. You know, there's people out there that maybe have done this, and somebody I could have talked to at the time and say, you know, I do, I do need some help with this. Is this something you can help me with? And I was just a bit, you know, for whatever reason, I was I was scared at the time to to go ask for help and to, to, you know, and, and it could have helped me, you know, early on in my career. And that's something I do even now, honestly, David, like if, if there's a problem, 
that I'm faced with, and it's not, let's say it's not my area of expertise, I will, I will ask for help. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not shy to doing that. If someone, if I feel someone is better suited or, or, you know, um, you know, it, it can take tackle the problem better than me. And, and uh, I, I, I always say, you know, we don't want to reinvent the wheel, you know, and if you can, uh, you know, get someone else to, to work on something that plays to their strengths. Uh, I think that's really, really key. So, so that's kind of an example of, a, I guess, a failure that that sort of has, uh, it's a smaller example, but something that sort of shaped me and it's something that I've taken away throughout my career. Now let's talk about diversity and inclusion. How do you think organizations can view the future of work that works for all? Yeah, and I, I, I will say that uh, at Grant Thornton, we're very fortunate um, in that way. And, and that's, a, that's one of the, I would say, one of the pillars uh, of kind of what we do is that sort of diversion and, uh, diversity inclusion strategy. Uh, and I think the way you foster that is through, um, you know, through communication. I, I think one of the things is you want to hear from your organization. You want to hear from your team. You want to hear from the people that are working about things that could be done better. And that's one of the things that uh, I, I really like about Grant Thornton is part of their strategy is to say, hey, look, you know, here's what we're doing. What could we be doing better, right? And let's, let's actually solicit feedback from our employees, feedback from the team, the people that are, that are living this and, and see what else could we do. And, and then the other area as part, kind of goes along with that is coming up with actionable, um, you know, items to improve, right? So, you, you know, no one's perfect, right? In the earlier conversation that we had about failures and things, you know, like things like that, no one, no one's perfect. So I, I think it's, it's that constant, um, you know, striving for improvement. So one of the things that, you know, our organization looks at is uh, setting up sort of um, committees. So we actually have a, a, a diverse uh, sort of an inclusivity committee internally that's made up of various um, individuals of different backgrounds it's irrespective of levels so you've got young, you've got you know people that are sort of newer to the company in earlier stages people are more senior but they're brought together and the idea behind this sort of committee is to discuss you know ideas um, is to discuss the feedback from the rest of the team and implementing things that can be done so uh, I think that's where it really starts is just getting a pulse for your group, your organization, no matter how big. I mean, we're a large organization and this is something that we're s striving to improve on. But I think every organization, especially now, um, it's something you want to hear from, you know, the people that, are, that you're working with and how, um, you know, how things can be improved and made better. And then taking those sort of actionable items. And sometimes it's just smaller things, right? So, for example, just being respectful of uh, people's, cultural, uh, you know, religious obser observances, you know, just giving people time to, you know, everyone, uh, you know, different religions, different observances, being, being respectful of that. Um, even learning about that. So one of the things that we do as well is, um, you know, each month when there's a, a religious uh, holiday or a special is, is sharing that with everyone just to make them learn, you know, just a little bit of a tidbit about, you know, here's this religious holiday you know, and here's, um, here's what it's all about. It's just being, educating yourself, I think, on just other cultures, even for me, I find that that really helps. So, so those are some of the things, but I think it's, I think I've used the word critical a few times on this, but I think, I think it's, it's really critical. I, and I think um, that's the only way that you can bring sort of people from different backgrounds and, and things together to work cohesively. Respecting other people's culture, their religion, and also 
hearing feedback from the employees directly plays a very important role in understanding, you know, um, the challenges they're facing, um, how you can better support them. As we round up, imagine that you're sitting across a newcomer or immigrant entrepreneur. What advice will you give them to navigate their journey? Yeah, and, and again, um, uh, I'm, I'm sort of fortunate in, in my role that I've been able to do this uh, to some extent. And, and, I, and I think that the big thing is that I always tell people is kind of surround yourself uh, with as many people that can help you, right? Whether and going back to, you know, depending on what area you're looking at. So someone within a specific background and, you know, uh, in, in from a, let's say it's a banking perspective, from a legal perspective, from an accounting perspective, Surround yourself with people who have been there, who have done it, and and just you know use them as a as a sounding board. Right? It comes back to the idea of mentorship. You ask questions, spend the time to say, hey, like, is this something that, um, you know, that is this an idea that's worth pursuing? You know, when I get to Canada, as an example, like, what kind of things do I have to look at? What are the pitfalls? What should I be? What should I look out for? I think what you what people find is sometimes they're they're maybe apprehensive to say, you know, let me. You know, should I reach out to somebody to talk about this? And that's something that I would strongly encourage just because you often, you know, the expression is you'd often, you don't, you don't know what you don't know even, right? So when you're coming into a new space, there's so many different things that you, you're thinking about. Take, pick someone's brain. Think about someone who's been there, who's, who's, who's lived that, who's, who's an expert in what they do and build that sort of support system, right? So the idea is you're, you have these people that you can talk to and you'll be surprised. People, people are um, open uh, to doing that people you know do generally want to help um, others and the reason for that is a lot of them have been in your shoes right a lot of them have lived that and and if you, if you, the way I think about it is you know when I go if I was in their position at that time you know what would I want right what, you know what would have helped me and, and I think I think that's really key you know and it's just kind of circling back on the whole idea of mentorship just surrounding yourself with that strong network of people that you can sort of talk to and and um, you know that's going to be there for you and that could also take the place of, um, you know, you have your professional side. So, you know, that's kind of the area that I really focus on, you know, having companies come into the Canadian market, but also from a personal perspective, right? So just building out that, you know, that network, that even social, uh, if you've got some family here that's already in Canada, as an example, that's that's obviously uh, excellent. But if you've also, you know, if it's, it's also a challenge, you know, making some friends, um, that, that are, you know, here again, that you can, again, talk to. Sometimes it's, it's just little things, right? It's, uh, you know, where, where's a good place to, to get a coffee, right? Or, you know, where, where it, it's even, it's not even, sometimes it's those bigger decisions. It's just smaller things that, that can really help someone. And, and so I think, I think that's the key thing is really just kind of surrounding yourself both on a professional and personal level, um, with people that, that, uh, you, you trust and can help sort of ease that journey for you. And, 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 uh, and it can be daunting, but I think, um, uh, I, I think there's a lot of support for people these days. Naren, as you look back, what do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, that's that's a great question. You know, you always think about, um, I guess, legacy and you know how, how you want to be remembered. I think I think from a from a professional and personal perspective, uh, I would say, you know, just kind of being someone that was there for people, someone that you know people could approach. Um, whether again, it's, it's from a professional perspective or a personal perspective, someone that was approachable, someone that, you know, you, that could 
you could come to to talk about something. So in the same way that I was benefited, you know, benefited by just you know having good people around me, including my my wife, obviously, and and some you know great colleagues along the way. I, I think it's the same thing. You know, you you want to you want to be someone that's remembered as look, we you know we had this issue. Or, you know, we, you know, near know someone that we could come to talk to about a certain thing. You know, I even say to my clients sometimes, I'm willing to invest the time, even if I'm, um, you know, even if I'm not uh, charging you, uh, you know, a fee, you know, for service or something like that. I, you know, I want to be someone that says, hey, look, I'm here, I'm here to talk. I want to make the time for you. And it's not just about, you know, is it, is it a service that I'm providing to you? You know, is, is, you know can, is, am I someone that you can, you can come to? Um, when you have an issue, you just want to you just want to chat, and, and that's something that I'm I, I'm hope I'm doing, especially from a professional perspective, is is just kind of being immersing myself, like I said, in this ecosystem, in this startup ecosystem, and and being able to act as that sort of mentor for others. And, and I'm fortunate again to work with a number of organizations, um, including like I mentioned, you know, startup visa programs, where I'm able to see this firsthand, and and I want to continue to do that. Um, but I, I think I think that's the key thing is is you know, being that sort of support for for that next uh, person and and um, if if that's how you know how I'm remembered I'll be I'll be very happy. Thank you so much, Naren, for your time. If you were in my shoes, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, Oh, I gotta think about that. So, yeah, I guess maybe just a question around, um, you know, if you if you could do one thing, maybe differently, um, when you first started your career, um, what what would that be? You know, if there was one sort of thing that you could change um, about your your journey uh, or your path, what would that be? So I think that's an interesting. Sort of All right, Naren, if there's one thing you could change in your career path, what would that be? Yeah, I, see what, I see what you did there. Um, uh, I think I, I like this, what I do now so much that I would have almost just started sooner, to be honest. If I had. And again, you know, I'm, I'm glad the way it played out, obviously, and I think it needs to play out a certain way. But, uh, you know, if I was able to come out of school, um, because I did, I did work in industry for a few years, um, just to kind of you know, expedite the process and being able to get into this world a bit sooner, um, I would certainly do that, you know, in, in hindsight. But uh, obviously it doesn't work like that. And, uh, um, but uh, maybe seek out those opportunities a bit earlier. So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Naren, for your great contribution to the Fresh Lab podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fresh Start. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you know and love. Please go ahead and subscribe on any platform you listen to your podcast. And also please take a moment to leave us a review because that would help us to reach more audience. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at freshstartorb. If you know any newcomer you think would be a good fit to interview for the podcast, we'd like to hear from you. Please go to www.thefreshstartorb.com to nominate someone. We appreciate you and remember, no matter how hard the past is, 
you can always begin again. Take care and have a great week.